Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Bonus episode today. Holy shit, I'm sure you've seen the description who our guest is today. It's the one and only Melissa McCarthy uh, coming on the show because she's a fucking homie. That's why. Come on, man. Um, so sweet of her to uh, to find a little time for us to uh, promote her new movie, The Boss, which opens today, Friday, April 8th, in theaters everywhere. Go see it. I saw it last night. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. I went to the theater by myself here in West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm in town doing shows at the Improv all weekend, the West Palm Beach Improv. Two shows tonight, two tomorrow, one Sunday. All the ticket information at improv.com. That's West Palm Beach Improv. Um, The boss is hilarious. Melissa is such a juggernaut of comedy. I mean, just, uh, you know, everything she does. The balance of funny and sweet uh, she just has it on lockdown. Uh, very Bill Murray-esque. You know, only uh, Chris Farley. Very few people can pull it off. Uh, such a sweet story. Kristen Bell's hilarious. Um, Peter Dinklage is hilarious, which is tough for me to, to say that out loud uh, with, with Brad uh, as my, my, my main dwarf. But uh, Dinklage is great. The whole movie's hilarious. Everybody go see The Boss. Uh, and enjoy this bonus episode. It was just awesome to talk to Melissa. You know, I just saw her in New York uh, at uh, SNL when I was out there doing shows. She was hosting, so we got to kick it at the uh, after party. Uh, but she's killing it. We talk about her Walk of Fame star. She got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Pretty fucking big deal. Um, her lip sync battle on Found that she just did that was amazing. Uh, the movie. Uh, we get all into it. It's the best. Um, so enjoy this bonus episode. And follow Melissa on Twitter. She's on Twitter now. At Melissa McCarthy. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at ALN Podcast. At ALN Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Adam Ray 33 on Instagram. Brad's at Brad Williams Comic. Uh, and like I said, I'm in West Palm Beach at the Improv this weekend. Two shows tonight, two tomorrow, one Sunday. Get your tickets at Improv.com. Brad is in New York. He's got two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow at Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Go see Brad there. Uh, EstoyMerchandise.com for all the uh, merch info, baby. Shirts, hats, mugs, posters. Uh, get that shit. Bring it to the shows. Maybe you'll be fan of the week so you can get more free shit. Uh, that's all available at EstoyMerchandise.com. Um, and of course, separation anxiety, Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. TBS. Thanks for all the love and support. You guys watching it, getting some cool tweets uh, during the show. People are loving it. Hopefully they pick it up for a season two. That would be dope, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Right now, we're talking about a bonus episode of the About Last Night podcast with the star of the new hilarious comedy, The Boss, which opens today. Go see it. My buddy, the one and only, Melissa McCarthy. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Is this, am I? Are you? Have you been up like all day doing this? No, like since like six. Oh. Five five thirty-ish. Oh well, you're you're an early riser. I, I got up. At I like, get up weirdly early anyway. Yeah. All right. This, you are not. You're always up out troweling, troweling. So <laughs> nope. Nope. Go with that. I trowel a lot, and you know what? I didn't want to talk about it unless it was on the air with you. But let's get into it. <laughs> You and your little shovels <laughs> and your gardening. <laughs> Is that what troweling means to garden? 
what? Isn't there a trowel? I don't know if anything means troweling, <laughs> but isn't a trowel like a little, like a spade or a little shovel? I could be wrong. I feel like it's... it's... I'm so hammered right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, at, some, at what point in doing these, like, I, I, the handful of, you know, like, I had to do press this morning for my um, shows. Uh, I'm in West Palm Beach right now, right? And... Uh, and I had to do radio stuff. And this morning, I like at one point, I just stopped talking and like was trying to think of the word I was trying to say. And the guy was like, "You all right?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like oh, what? My God. But like, do you? I mean, like you you just said troweling, but have you? That can't be the first of words you've made up during an interview. No, there's so much nonsense. Sometimes you just trail off, and you're like, "Boy, do I wish I remembered what I was saying." <laughs> might be the best at promoting anything right now because your lip sync battle with Fallon might be the greatest thing I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you? That, I was so nervous doing that. I was going to say, I was like, so crazy nervous. And it's like, I don't get nervous a lot. I'm always like, well, it'll either tank or it'll be weirdly funny or who knows. Right. I, but I don't get specifically nervous a lot. I got like weirdly, weirdly nervous to do that. Is it because it's become so popular and you're just like, I want to deliver and it's not something like, you know, you commit so hard to everything, but it's, it's such a different, it is a different beast, right? Like when do you lip sync? It's a totally different, it's a totally different beast. He's great at it. It's not, it wasn't about doing it well. I was just like, it's like the weird person I am in my car when I'm dancing (laughs) super hard and like just thinking I am Kendrick Lamar. I was like, Will that seem funny yeah. when I'm doing it on stage, or will it just seem like I'm trying really hard? But I was like, I, I'm just going to go for it, like right before. And he's so great. Yeah. He's literally always like, come on, pal. We can do it, pal. Yeah. Like, he, ma- yeah. he made me feel like I could do anything, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, him, him uh, simulating roller skating was... The roller skating? I literally was like, well, now what do you do? Well, I'll tell you what, you, what do. you do. You follow it up with Pocahontas Colors of the Wind. <laughs> Sweet God, you know, do you know what's so amazing about that? I, well, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say I have, so I have like a pound and a half of confetti in my lungs. There's no doubt. <laughs> I want to get an X. I'm gonna X-ray my chest and just send the X-rays to Fallon. I'm like, thank you. See you at the lawsuit. <laughs> See you at the lawsuit, Fallon. Thanks for the confetti lungs. He's <laughs> got a case of the old confetti lungs. <laughs> That was, I've sung that, uh, sung that song in karaoke drunk before. Um, and of course you did. Yep. And, uh, but like, you know, it's just, it's so epic. And when you, and first of all, I love when you got up to the mic and you go, of course I'm going to be closing this with, like, you didn't, like, no big setup, just, of course this is what I'm doing. Like, (laughs) like, uh, but then all the shit that was like, was that your idea? Were you like, how do I take this up a notch? I want to have all this stuff flying oh, yeah, at me. Because I was like, I can't sing it seriously because it's too still. Yeah. And and at one point I was, you know, I was like, can can live animals come out? Which they didn't seem real fond of. <laughs> and I was like, can can I get hit with buckets of water? And can we get kind of a volcano, like a tornado of a wind machine? And I, you know, I was like, can we do paint? And they were like, well, you're actually going to ruin the set. <laughs> like, there's no cleaning up. I was like, well, what? what's your beef with buckets of paint? Yeah, yeah. The Tonight Show. And uh, then they said, you know, what about confetti? And then they're the ones that added just that at one point, uh, it was so funny. He goes, yeah, we may just start throwing random rubbish at you. <laughs> and it, he's like, we have, 
bubble wrap and newspaper. Like once they just started throwing like actual trash at me, it really tickled me. It was because it didn't make any sense. It was just like, ugh. it was uh, yeah, because the items just kept getting weirder and weirder. But then yeah, that confetti like, and then one piece of like uh, paper mache looks like it just stuck to your mouth for a minute, and it was it really got in there. Yeah. yeah. And there's no prep for that. There's no school of confetti consumption that you're like, there's all right, a, now when the wind machine goes to five, you when know, your close. mouth is open and there's a guy three feet from you with a tornado <laughs> throwing a small buckets of confetti on it and there's already your wet all over, you're like, oh, that's a real, that's a real uh, lung situation. Yeah, like at dinner, two hours later, I would cough and I was like, yep, yep, that's confetti. Are you okay? Did you eat a clown? Um... <laughs> uh, and my main thing was like I just wanted to catch those animals. Oh yeah, like, I can't see anything. You caught the wolf. And I got the wolf. No, I caught the. I, and I cut the. Uh, caught the heron and the otter. Oh, Don't right. take away my proudest moment in my life. <laughs> I love my kids, but when I caught that heron and otter, guys, I was like. Well, let's I be honest. You were. I can walk home. <laughs> you were thinking of naming Georgie and Viv Heron and Otter, but we call them. They're, they're, that's actually their nicknames are Heron and Otter. Oh, the, the famous animal detective duo from the 40s. <laughs> Good old Heron and Otter. <laughs> Cracked another case. Uh, oh, I would like to do that show with you. Um, Can, I would like to be Otter, though. I feel like the shorter one has to well, be. Well, we're already having creative uh, differences because that's... Did you have your heart set on Otter? You know, I did. I played, I played the Otter in the sixth grade production of... Here, this uh, well, there's repeat. the uh, I have a what? <laughs> don't repeat. You've already done it. You're right. All right, I'll, I'll take the heron. What does he sound like, though? That's your problem. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm assuming Cuban. Did you say Jewish? <laughs> no, I said Cuban. Oh, okay. <laughs> or a Cuban Jew. A Cuban so Jew. No one saw that coming. Said go. the guy who reviewed our show once. Uh, I missed you in Denver, but your lovely sis. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm so excited to talk to you. I keep interrupting. No, I'm please. At this, no, you're amazing at this. Um, but uh, she, Margie, had she could not get over how good you were. Oh, cool. She said that you that show was awesome, and you were so sweet to like set that up. But. It was uh, the best. I loved going to see your stand-up. I'm so good. Well, because you know, when I saw you um, uh, at the SNL after party in New York, and then, you know, and then we were all uh, boozing and hanging. And, uh, and, <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you do. And, uh, and we just started talking. And then she was like, where are, you, um, where are your shows coming up? And I saw Denver next week. And then it was just like, got to one thing. And then, and then she told me that, you, that she was a little... Uh, Felt a little uh, apprehensive to hit me up, and then you were like, "No, if he said uh, if he said he's going to hook it up, then like go." So thank you for doing oh, that. Oh yeah, cause... I know. She's like, "I don't want to bug him." I was like, "Bug him." Yeah, I didn't because I didn't say it to to just be. She brought like fifteen she, friends. I, and... I told her. I said, "Call him. Tell him you got. He's got to pick you up. Drive you to the show. Get you dinner. Get you dinner. Drive you back. <laughs> Rub your back. Can you imagine? I wish." I wish I would have made her actually do that because she would have hated it. But if I was like, that's what you do, Margie. Yeah, and I would have. Stand-ups won't need to pick you up. <laughs> they get it. It's part of their deal. It's why they get to it's go on stage. Preps. <laughs> they run friend errands and then they do their dream or whatever that is. He, his prep work for his on-stage character is he needs to pick up your dry cleaning. <laughs> so you have to, but he can only do it if you ask him. 
<laughs> um, that's like a whole show, just fun with Margie. <laughs> Things you can tell Margie and see if she can do. Oh, she's the best. That uh, have you she's have so you sweet. been? Uh, you guys went to back home, I think, shortly after that or before that. After New York, I saw you. Where'd you guys go? After SNL, Margie and I went back and hung out with my parents. And it has not just been the four of us. My mom, dad, you know, my sister, and I. In like we started thinking about it because at first it was almost weird because yeah. it's always like. Her kids, my kids, like there's always like a million people there. And to just have the four of us again, it had been certainly like 20, 20 some years, maybe 25 Are you years. serious? So it was a weird thing. And then we just ended up like we went right back to like it was nothing but sitting around the table <sighs> telling super dumb stories. Oh, my God. That's the doing <laughs> stupid stuff to each other, making it. Ju- it was like it, we were like four teenagers and we just. We had this, like, lost weekend of just going out to dinner, like, getting drinks, like, sitting around laughing. It just that's was unbelievable. So, it was pretty magical. So you guys, you, so that's what you guys, I mean, that's what you all used to do back in the day, yeah? Just. Yeah, we were just, you know, it's like we weren't, like, a big go-out family. We right. just kind of hung out. We just hung out. And, like, it, it, we, it's, it's weird because I hadn't thought about that we haven't hung out like that in that long. Right. Like, because we see every, we all see each other a lot, but it was really different to just have your like core family again and yep. like nobody else. Like, Without all the business stuff around. Family. Yeah, it was really, it was really kind of amazing. Was there any um, any story that came up from your folks or, or Margie that that you were like, oh man, I forgot? Because that that's my favorite part of stories is when I don't remember and then someone tells and I'm like, are you lying? Because that sounds fucking crazy. Did I really yeah. shit in a Wendy's drive through I mean, window? I, I, need to, <laughs> I need to write down all my dad. My dad can crush a story. And he tells That's the same awesome. stories, but I'm like, I gotta get them on tape or something. Yeah. They're so good. Um, I don't know if I learned anything new. Uh, a horrifying fact is my dad's still catching squirrels in, in his backyard and transporting them to a park. That's still that's still real and happening. What? When did? Yeah, that's please. what I said. I was like, that officially makes you a crazy old man. I said that is real batshit behavior, Dad. And you've got to stop that. I said you're going to get a rabid squirrel. I said, listen to what you're saying. Even guys who clean up batshit aren't that batshit crazy. No, no one's that batshit crazy. That- and he's like, no, my friend and I do it. And I was like, that's not making it better. That's not making it better. Now yeah, not- two crazy old men. Trapping, trapping squirrels in his backyard. Wait, why does he do this? Is he just like a sweet, does he have a, an, uh, an affection for animals? And he's like... No, he doesn't like them. Oh, so he's... He wants them out of his backyard. He's like, they're going to ruin the roof. Oh, God, like, wait, the roof? Do you think if you... He's surrounded by trees. I was like, do you think catching three squirrels <laughs> a week and tra- taking them to the park means no more squirrels are ever going to come into your backyard. He's like, i got to do something. They're going to destroy the <laughs> If I don't like, do something, the squirrels... You know, he's like, and the gutters. I'm not even going to get into the gutters. I was like, Dad, I'm telling you, you're never you're never going to, like, wipe out the squirrels and get, keep them out of your... Like, it's... We've talked at nauseum about it. I can't... He might have... And he's just like, I'm still trapping squirrels. <laughs> despite what you say, despite what sort of great logic and blog that you might start, from this, uh, maybe he has like a deep, genuine fear that he'll wake up one day and there's just going to be thousands of squirrels, and he's going to go. I, do you know what I'm? I hope I hope it happens. 
<laughs> I told him, I said, I hope you have a crazy run-in with a squirrel. I said, this all better, like, accumulate, like, an even crazier story. And I'm redoing, I'm redoing, uh, I'm, we're, we've been renovating a house for 1,600 years. Yeah. Well, that's and right. And there's a, there's a room where my mom and dad will stay awesome. when they come. There's a guest room. And he doesn't know it, but I oh, no. found this squirrel wallpaper. Oh, no, you and didn't. I, oh, I, I, so nothing else matters in the house other than the squirrel wallpaper. I'm They're like, Melissa, we need to know about room. the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What size yeah, is a squirrel's head on yeah, the wallpaper? Stuff will work. They'll be running water. Where is that squirrel wallpaper? <laughs> and then I found these weird sconces that kind of look... They kind of look like weird squir- squirrels are running up your wall. They're oh. all kind of like wiry, and oh, no. it looks like they—it looks like you walked into the room, startled them, and they've turned around and they're like holding a light bulb in their little paw. And I think I'm gonna put them next to the bed. Like I can't, I can't not look for squirrel stuff now. Oh my god, he's—you know what? What if his whole plan is to like make you into this crazy squirrel lady? It's working because now I'm shopping for like, are there any lights in the shape of squirrels? Like that's what I'm spending a chunk of my time on. Dear diary. <laughs> uh, Dear diary. That's amazing. Well, squirrels so, of wood. <laughs> the um, the house. Yeah, you guys have been jamming on that for a while. Yeah, are you pumped about it yeah, or is it four years? We're we're it's four years. It, it, I'm sure that our new neighbors think we're nuts. <laughs> No pun intended. Um, two years were not our fault. Yeah. We had a really crazy uh, contractor that almost ruined the house. But Jesus. I'm sure to everyone else, they're just like, what on earth could take four years? <laughs> I mean, it takes time, though. I mean, I, I, I know just from... Um, it takes a long time, but not not four. I mean, this we've gone into, like, cuckoo land. Have you consulted uh, And my youngest Sandy? daughter is still sleeping on the same mattress that she had when she was an infant. Because <laughs> we don't have any room. So she literally... The struggle is real. on an infant bed, and I'm always like, that's okay, honey, just curl up, you're little. <laughs> I just have her, like, curl up, and I shove her into, like, a baby mattress at the end of each day. <laughs> that's, that's honest to God what's happening. <laughs> have you uh, consulted Sandy at all about uh, any sort of the um, the home, uh-huh. you know? Oh, yeah. Because that's I, her world. I did walk her through it, and I was like, tell me now. Yeah. Give me all your good ideas. Yeah. She loves that shit. She's great at it. Um, she's great at it, and she would get it done in like three weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, that's she's got this like this mess a, would not be happening <laughs> if I had. Well, she would. She would. I had that one on it. <laughs> she'd find a way to to distract you from the squirrel wallpaper, which you know could be a, a curse when you really look at it. I'll tell you what, squirrel paper. Well, that uh, that squirrel wallpaper. I can't even say it. I get so excited about it. <laughs> Is like I feel like that's it. I've peaked. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never have a better beat, and I just want to wait it out. I haven't told him, and I just want to wait to see if he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't like. I want to know how many days into his <laughs> visit will he finally go? Wait, there's a lot of squirrels in this. Room. Well, I think it's smart to go with wallpaper because at first I thought you were maybe going to say like I'm going to put like like a taxidermy like a head like a giant squirrel head Ooh. above, but that might be hitting it on the nose too hard, and that might. I might hit it on the nose. <laughs> I should look into taxidermy right now. Oh, God, what have he I done? He has a weird, like, mink that he hit with the car, and then he got it stuffed. No, wait, what? Your dad's slowly becoming my favorite person ever. Yes, he's the greatest person. <laughs> but he hit it with his car, didn't mean to, and then, like, I was like, so this also means you got out of the car, picked up 
the animal that you hit with the car, and then we're like, well, I guess I should take this animal to the taxidermy. Taxidermist, I guess. One of those. Um, it's fantastic. You know what I love about that story is that you, you threw in there, hit it with his car, didn't mean to, as if I was going to be like, well, your dad was just out for another Saturday kill a, uh, kill a mink stroll. <laughs> he's on, a, he's on a, a killing spree for small, small furry animals. Um, were, were Georgie and, uh, Viv, like, um, obviously they're, uh, they were pumped, um, to probably see you resurrect a Groundlings character in The Boss, which is, that's true, right? You did that in The Groundlings? Yeah, I did it like 16 years ago. And you know what's weird about it is that there, it was myself and one other person. It was yeah. like the CEO of the company that hired me introed me. And three different people kind of rotated through it, and it was Ben, my lovely husband, yep, the man, Larry Dorf, who is who I just met. the boss, plays the security guard. He, by the way, Damon scene stealer. That was so. Oh my god, he's the funniest. He's one of the funniest guys we know. Yeah, like, he's unbelievably funny. There's an 18 minute version of that scene with him and Tyler. I was Bean. just going to ask you. I'm so glad because I feel like that could have been one of those things that got cut short. But I feel like it was there was. It, I'm glad it was as long as it was. And and then I'm watching, being like, God, there's no way this isn't like a 30 minute scene on the cutting room floor. That you know. No, there there is a good 18 minute scene <laughs> of that with no cut, and every single part of it works. Like cutting that was torture because <laughs> you could have just let it play. There's one part where Larry's just whistling for like an unbelievable, unbelievably long time, and he's a good whistler. Like the crew, crew guys don't really laugh. That you saw the camera guys just <laughs> shake, like they lost their minds. But the weird thing is, like, 16 years ago, yeah. Ben, Larry, and Damon Jones, who plays the waiter, all those three guys circled in and out of the Michelle Darnell sketch, and no. then at the premiere, we were like, "How weird that like we all happened to be in it, and then we all happened to be in the movie." Like, it's just Melissa, it's that's crazy. Surreal. Those those moments don't happen all the time, right? I mean, where you yeah, just yeah, and then Mike Mike McDonald was in it. Yep, he was so our funny. he was our director and teacher at the Groundlings. Like, it just all it uh, I don't know. So there was a lot of uh, kismet about about this this one how was the um was the original michelle darnell pretty true i mean how how like when you so that wig that you wore um in the uh in the movie was that like pretty consistent with what you had back in the day it really was somebody and somebody just recently showed me because um the whole scene from the groundling yeah which i didn't know i never know like when you go back a little bit like sometimes they were taped sometimes they weren't somebody showed it to me and we watched the whole thing and i was like oh my god same turtleneck up to my jaw, <laughs> same big earrings, same spiky red kind of Leona, Leona Helmsley hair, French tips. Like her, her energy and how she looked. I mean, she looked a lot better in the movie because I had professionals doing it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, totally, not much has changed. Is it one of those things where you put the like you put it back on for the first time and you you kind of like. You know, I don't know, just go through the, the, you have like emotions and feelings of like just who she is, like come right back or? They do because I knew, I thought about her so much over the years. Like I just, I just, that was a character that I couldn't kind of shake. You I loved just it. never yeah. kind of was done with her. I was always still being like, you know, I think she got a scholarship, but blah, blah, blah. And then I think she got this, you know, I think she had this. I think first job was that, that like, I just always was weirdly, like, out of nowhere. Ben was always like, are you still talking about her? It's been eight years. 
I just kind of always kept adding to her. So like I couldn't I couldn't kind of shake her. Yeah, and she's such an incredible woman that like the information that would even like just come up like random <laughs> facts throughout the movie, I'm like, Yeah, of course she did that or of course she like was tied to that or um but uh Yeah, I just think there's all there's like a whole back thing in my head of like her and Warren Buffett. <laughs> like just sit around and get like hammered and like smoke cigar. Like I was just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a whole there's a whole section of her life where like her, her and Buffett were doing God knows what. <laughs> oh God knows. There's there's I don't God knows what. Catching squirrels probably. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're um we're Georgie and Viv. How pumped were they that uh, you uh, that Elsa from Frozen was in a movie with their mom? Oh my God! Did they even put that together? I don't know that. Georgie right away, I don't know that she bought it, because for her, she's like, uh, that character's real, Yeah. and even though it's an animated thing, that's still, to her, that's, like, she couldn't quite separate out that totally. a real human did the voice. Yep, I wouldn't and I either. Think she was a little resistant to it. And then, you know, Kristen, she does that great thing, Kristen Bell's so dreamy, she, like, leaves people's kids messages as Anna. What? Which I'm like, are you kidding? She'll like do her incredible voice that like gets all like lyrical and happy. Oh, I want that. She'll call and be like, we've been thinking about you. Oh, wait a minute. Olaf's calling. I have to go. Like, it's <laughs> My God. incredible. What? And you just see kids like, you just see like steam coming out of their ears. They're like, <laughs> what's happening? Oh, um, Viv was amazing. I know. That was a little, uh, we, we spent months telling her no. Because once they found out there were kids in it, they're like, wait, if there's all these kids, why, why aren't we in it? It's like, because you're not actors. That's not what you do. You're going to go to school. That's what you do during the day. And they just kept asking. And then, like, for literally months and months and months, we just kept saying, no, that's not, yeah. not, what's, not what's happening. Not going to do it. Yeah. And then Viv said, am I not able to at least try? And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's the that's the kid to the parent, like, kryptonite. Like, you're not going to let me try? And I was like, no, I would always, like, I, I mean, well, I mean, when I say, like, I had no way out of that <laughs> oh. one. And, and then for, like, three more weeks, we kept saying, you know, this isn't, you don't get to do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, when somebody tells you you have to stand there, or you have to check your lighting, or do it again, or now do it this way, or do it this way but look left they said it's it becomes technical honey that's why it's that's why it's a job right and if you want to rather be drawing or you know running around it's nobody will care right. you, you will have a job to do and she said i understand that i understand that and so for the next three weeks like just all the time i would say in the middle of her playing or doing something i'd say okay get up and stand over there and i'll let you know when i'm ready to hear your line because i just wanted to Kind of brace her for, I don't know, whatever I thought might happen. Yeah, or, the waiting, so just the long hours. It. Yeah, yeah, the waiting. Though I mean, we really did get her in and out quickly. Cause That's good. We tried to, of course, we tried to do that with all the kids. Yeah. But uh, every time I had to do the line, she really kind of felt it and talked to me about like Michelle must feel really terrible that her parents didn't want her, and then she can't even get foster parents, and she kind of had these like full empathetic thoughts about it when she said the line like you could kind of feel it uh, understood it a thousand percent it could feel pretty it crazy yeah i remember you and uh, ben t uh to uh during um uh the busters uh he was telling me he's like yeah he's like i like couldn't believe how 
like quickly she kind of like um, tapped in emotionally. Um, yeah. And we didn't like rehearse it like that. She just kind of, I told her what had happened and she kind of, she, she just said, oh, she must feel terrible. And kind of always said the line. And the best part is the day, the day we were shooting it, I was a nervous wreck because right. I was just, I was afraid of somehow her getting the feeling that she was disappointing or like, I just didn't want her to have that. I mean, exactly where I'm like, why did I let her, why did I let her do this? So I'm standing nervously, like hiding behind a flag. Ben's in the car with her, trying to like, he's joking with her and like, you know, trying to make her, trying to make her laugh and blah, blah, blah. And she looked at Ben and she goes, Daddy, don't take this the wrong way. But I think right now, Michelle is probably pretty upset because nobody wants her and they're actually returning her. But you're making me laugh. So that doesn't, I don't think Michelle should be laughing right now. So is it okay if we if we talk afterwards? Basically, she was like, you're messing me up, buddy. And Ben left the car and came to see me. He goes, oh, my God. I was just in there like deliberately screwing up my actress and not knowing it. He goes, Vivian just very nicely asked me to please, like, let her stay in character and to stop messing with her in in the nicest way possible. He goes, I just, I was nervous that she seemed, she seemed kind of down. I thought maybe she was nervous. Oh my God, she's in the right headspace and I'm in there like, yep, 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 trying to make her giggle. Wow, that's... She basically was like, can you take off for a bit? Uh, I mean, that's professional beyond your years. To have that crazy, yeah, crazy. Um, she, can, she can try it again in twenty years. <laughs> Glad you got it out of your system. Yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> yes, auditions in twenty five years. Uh, your chemistry with Kristen was awesome. Uh, you well, guys, she's a dreamboat. Kristen Bell is like a, a crazy, perfect little weird angel on earth. I mean, she's just totally. She's funny. She's really cool. She's always doing like a billion things to make the world better. Wow. Like truly like, oh, I'm dealing with the family in Syria. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was watching the Property Brothers. <laughs> like, I'm awful. I'm an awful human. No, that was that was perfectly. The whole thing was perfect, Cass. I mean, Dinklage uh, made me Dinklage, first. Come on. Come on. I mean, it made me forget about Brad for a couple minutes and he's my go to dwarf. And, uh, see, well, there's that. Well, there's that. And, uh, but yeah, he, uh, which Brad, by the way, uh, <laughs> told me to tell you, he goes, a sword fight scene with, with a midget, and you didn't at least see if he was available for like a, a stand in. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told him in the boss, too. Um, but, uh, that was, yeah, I mean, I mean, Tinklage and, uh, I mean, Kathy Bates, I mean, it's like, and, and, um. I like Tyler the Bean, I mean, Tyler the Bean. So good. Because, like, he doesn't always play, like, the romantic lead, and he was so funny. I mean, one of my favorite lines is, like, when we're kind of tensely trying to make up, and Tyler goes, should I leave? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It was the most perfectly timed, crazy I don't know. I just, it was such a blast. And Mumolo, Mumolo opposite you. I mean, that, I don't, I mean. Mumolo brought the thunder. (laughs) That, uh, first of all, you, you and Ben and, and, um, I'm sorry, Steve, right? Who also wrote it with you guys? Yeah, Steve Mallory, yeah. Um, the right, I mean, the story is so, you are so good at like the funny and the sweet, but like the right amount, you know, because I feel like in the comedy, if you have like, I don't know, so like just the right amount of heart to like tug a little bit and then come back with the funny so that you're not like, 
you know, I don't, I don't know, like completely. You don't feel like you're getting played. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, and they were always yeah, but like. But I think if you don't have it, then it's like a stand-up set. Like it doesn't <clears throat> feel like a film. Totally. Yeah. Um, but it's, you, it's a tricky balance. Do you, how, how did you, I mean, and there's so many, like the jokes and the writing and like, obviously I know that like you uh, uh, love to improv and, uh, but I mean, I there were so, there's so many uh, lines that were so tight that I, uh, that, um, I mean, you and Ben and Steve, did you guys get together and write it together, or was it the idea first and then? No, we all we all wrote it together, and we were pretty obsessive uh, about writing it. Like yeah. we kind of, when we get to the end of a draft, we're like, "Great, we're so happy with that." Tomorrow we'll start back on page one. <sighs> and I just, I kind of manically write and rewrite and write and rewrite because I feel like you have to have that discipline, huh? I'll, you do, but also I'm like, you get one shot at that first day. And every time you rewrite it, even if you're only changing, like, through a whole rewrite, we changed 18 lines. Those 18 lines, if three of those really work, then every time you change 18 more, that could be three. Like, I just always kind of do the math of, like, I try to tighten it and tighten it and tighten it until the last minute. And then every night, we'll, we'll shoot all day. And then every night, Ben and I would look at the work for tomorrow and rewrite that. Wow. And then get in and check in with our actors. And at the top of the day, like, is everybody feeling good or do we rewrite in the makeup room? Because it's always, I just think you have to always think of it as being, it's always fluid and morphing. Because you can write something and it, the story needs to continue. But if somebody like Peter Dinklage or Kathy Bates or Kristen Bell and... And Annie Mumolo, it's like they, if they play it differently on the day, even if it's just 5% more angry or 5% sweeter, whatever it is, right. you've, their good talents have just morphed your script a little. So right. you better, you better keep up with them, I think, with the words. Did, um... You can't just go, well, the scene still works. It's like, but is it the best version of it for what they just made the character do? Like right. they've, they've taken it and made, breathed life into it. Now it's 3D. I think you have to be willing to to constantly change and adjust to what your good actors are doing. Is that something that you and Ben kind of just knew innately going into um, once you guys started making uh, your own movies, or was that like a little bit of a uh, little bit of fig like bleed in there? To I think it's totally yeah. fig. I think it's I think it's uh, you know it's it's taking the best from Judd Apatow and and, and Paul Feig for sure. That there's always a willingness to adjust for what is right. Because you can you can write and think here's what it's going to be, but on the day, it's a living, breathing thing, and you have to go with what's there. And especially if you hire the right people, and we sure as heck did. Like they're only making it better. So right. If you don't go with them, you're actually you're you're now you're screwing it up, and you're actually bringing the movie down. Like you're lucky enough to love your script, love the story, and then you have people go. I'm going to crank it up 10% and make it that much better today. It's like, yeah. then you just want to be like, how, how do I help you do that? Like, don't let me, don't let me screw it up. Um, the, uh, the boob, um, scene with you and Kristen, and I'm not just being like sure. a dude that was like, the bo- <laughs> I'm not just being a dude like this scene when you guys like touch each other's boobs was dope. How about that boob scene? <clears throat> that, I really, that was my favorite, but it, it was, I guess I am doing that, but it was so funny. <laughs> the timing in that, I don't know how many times you did it, but like the amount of jokes and just like, 
it was jokes, but not for the sake of being jokes. Like everything was in context to what like you guys, you, you know, like definitely like assessing each other's situation. <laughs> and then when you started saying, when you said, when you go, when she felt the top and, and I don't even want to, I'm going to say one of them because I want to give it away. But you said that's, uh, yeah, it's all silicone and not the kind you're supposed to put in people or something. <laughs> It never. I think it's something like it never the kind that's supposed to be inside the body. That's right. Oh my god, dude, that like, I mean, I was crying All laughing. All that stuff. When we did that, Ben Ben was very smart, and our DP uh, Julio Marcat is uh, amazing. That you know, DPs don't love to cross shoot. Sure, it's not. It's never the best lighting. And we said for that one, Ben came in and goes, "Look, we're having a boot fight. We literally <laughs> don't know." what's going to happen yeah you can't go back and reproduce this it's it's all physical it's all improvised i mean we literally had like and the girls it like and the two women kind of like uh, slightly adjust each other's boobs because <laughs> you really can't write that's all you had fast and chaotic we knew that we knew that it was like a fight i mean the lines were there but we in terms of, like, we weren't going to choreograph it. Like, I'm going to reach to your right boob. And <laughs> we knew if we tried doing that, there was going to be, it was just going to kill the energy. Yeah. So he set up, not only did our lovely uh, DP agree to cross shoot, which he did so much of it because we do improvise so much, but he was, he has the best voice on earth. He's like, I'm going to knock you out and give you a third. Ben's like, can we get the master at the same time? He's like, I'm going to give you a third camera. <laughs> and so we shot the master and the overs at the same time because Ben knew that, like, within one take, you can't, you will never be able to go back. So it's like we were able to keep that scene all kind of truly uh, spontaneous because if I did something to her, we had her coverage of it or we could go to the master. It's like he was, it was really, it was really smarter, Ben, to push for that because that scene would not have been the same if we had to kind of, like, uh, adjusted or, yeah. or kind of try to manipulate totally it. well it was well i'm glad that he that i'm glad your husband is uh turning into uh the fucking shit as far as directing because <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that was a great call um e- easier to yeah, i mean real smarty pants yeah is it does did uh you guys just as a whole um just go i mean was this whole process just smoother just because you've done one and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, it's still a beast to make them. It's still nerve-wracking, yeah. and and you never really know until you get in that editing room. Yep. And then sometimes you don't really know until you get it in front of a crowd. Like, there's things that I'm like, that's the best line in the movie. Silence. I mean, you know, from yeah. stand-up, you can think, yeah. how is this not, how is this not the one? And yeah. it turns out to be something else. But... I could tell, I mean, he was so much more comfortable. Awesome. I mean, he was great doing Tammy, but like this one, I really, I really saw, he kind of saw the matrix so That's much so more. Great. He knew how he wanted those cameras to move. He knew, he's really, really good with like kind of being able to do that overall bird's eye view and the minutia at the same time. Like he can just kind of, he can kind of weirdly walk those two lines. And he also has spent so much time in an editing room now that Oh, yeah. When I'm like, oh, no, she's heartbroken here. He's like, yeah, but you were just heartbroken. Like, he he knows how to be like, let's do one where you're not in case it is too much. He goes, you're still right in terms of realistically. He's like, but let's get, he's really good about getting getting back up. So when you're in that editing room, you're like, yep, 
you get she's heartbroken. You don't need this whole scene heartbroken again. Yeah. Even though realistically it may be okay, when you string three of them together, you're like, oh, you're really, you're really pulling the, the energy out. And he really sees it now ahead of time. And he, he does it so much better than I do. Cause I, I kind of get locked into the scene at hand. Yep. And he goes, yeah, but let's just in case, like let's, and he's almost usually, he's, he's really always right almost. Like he's, he's really, which just allows me to be like, I don't have to think about anything. I just have to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, then that makes it obviously that way easier for you just to do your thing if he's seeing uh, all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't feel like I have to monitor the, the the overall thing. I know that he's. I mean, it's just what a good director does. You yep. can you can kind of just do your thing, and they 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 watch over you. If he doesn't win um, some sort of best directing award for the uh, fight scene, the Girl Scout. I mean, it's not a. It's oh. that's in the trailer, so people know that that's. Right, yeah. I'm not spoiling by they saying. Do, yeah, that that people have seen it. Melissa, that might be the. I, I mean, what the fuck? I couldn't. It was like f when, <laughs> dude, when you picked up a girl and went threw her into a car. I mean, like that was on. It, it was like I. I don't know if at what point where you're where you're writing this and you're going like, okay, cool, like we're gonna throw a kid there. We're gonna like maybe it was this was just on a bad day when like the kids were acting out. And you're like, and then we're gonna light a kid on fire, and then we're gonna. We're gonna, you know, but I like. I totally remember. <laughs> I totally remember. It was me, Ben, Steve, and I sitting in a room, <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, in our, you know, room at the office, you've been there, and yeah. uh, all of a sudden, I was like, because Annie had amped it up so much, and it made everything okay because Annie had become such a great, such a fun person to hate. Yeah, I was like, she's basically made it okay. If she had not been. So if if we'd gotten somebody else that didn't quite make Helen so fantastic to root against, oh, she came into those meetings. In, in so, a million years, yeah. we couldn't have done that scene. Yeah, totally. She set and it up. Per yeah, it was great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "What about like a kind of Braveheart, Gangs of New York, <laughs> brutal, brutal fight where we 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 fight each other?" And Ben's like, "You mean like the adults and the adults and the kids and the kids?" And I was like. Yeah, or or not, or or, or I clothesline a kid, <laughs> and he's like, I don't. Know. And we thought about it for a bit, and we're like, can you can you do that and get away with it, or will people murder you? <laughs> and I was like, if this is not a how-to video, this is not a tutorial on like how to deal with like relations with kids. I was like, I think we can do it. I think, and Ben was constantly working on making the dandelions the total dicks. <laughs> He was like, as long as we keep pounding how terrible that group is, we can do this fight scene. And by the time we get to that fight, you're like, give it to them. I mean, people are fully on board with it. it and was, I just loved it. I mean, the, it, the, cra the craziness of that fight gives me great joy. Oh, it's um, it crushed last night when I saw it in the theater. And I can only imagine. Oh, really? Oh, it crushed. And I can only imagine you when you saw Because did you go to any of the screenings when you guys did a few... Uh, yeah. test ones? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah. I meant all of them. So, that, I mean, that scene just destroys, yeah? Yeah, it kind of always works. Yeah. I just, I, it makes me happy because it's so nuts. And it, it makes me happy when people are like, we know it's nuts. We're along for the ride. Yeah, of course, like, right? People get like, oh, they're swearing in front of children. I'm like, it's an R movie. Yeah. This is, we, come on. Like, we, we've given you all the warnings. When they, people really go along with it, I always think, it's such a good sign because it means like just have a good time. That's all That's we want. That's why you're there. 
Don't overthink it. Yeah, it's why you're there to forget your troubles for an hour and a half and just like laugh your laugh yourself silly. Um, well, you will. Everybody will. I I really oh, like. I'm so. You're just un- you're unbelievable, and it was so. You know, I just I'm so. I think just being in the world of comedy, I'm so overly critical, which I love, which I hate. You know, because I'm. Yes. You know, it's like your world, and it's, it's like you. Ha- it's hard. It's hard when it's like yeah, to have a co- and they have a comic come see it is always like you know you're just sitting there like rewriting jokes or being like man, could I could say that's on the air. <laughs> I mean, you know, I definitely you guys do it every night. I definitely pictured myself as a couple of the Girl Scouts, if that's what you're saying. So like, and I'm a little bummed I didn't get to yeah. read for that, oh. but we can talk about that off mic. Um, no, no, it was, it was so fucking funny and I haven't laughed out loud in a comedy, uh, in a while. And it was, um, you're just so good. And the story was so great. And it's like, that helps so much for you to get invested on all the other, uh, uh, aspects of it. And, um, yeah. Oh my God. That's so nice. You guys crush it. That means a lot that you liked it. Well, I, I love you. And I want to know if, uh, if, uh, Tony Dan does get, does he get any royalties for the name or is it? Oh, I did carry around a Tony Danza picture uh, on a press junk, and somebody gave me a photo of him, or they held one up as a joke, and I'm like, yeah, what you don't know is I'm I'm keeping that glossy picture of Tony Danza, which is now in my office. I was like, yeah, okay. I thought you were going to say, awesome. put it in the office or in the uh, the guest room for your father just to offset the amount of squirrels. <laughs> Just so he can I be should. like, what are all those I'm squirrels? Like a frame picture Danza. of Danza just to, for him to be like, what? <clears throat> <laughs> just yeah, just Danza, just to uh, you know, soften the blow of the. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see if I can get a picture of Tony Danza if he'll pose for me in a squirrel outfit, just to really, really freak my dad out. I mean, I he's been on this podcast and I've interviewed him as him. So if you want me to try to make that happen, oh my god, he's pretty. I just met him recently at the thing for James Burroughs, and he was great. Isn't he the man? Yeah, he's so cool. He's yeah. I was like, I was like, so the whole cast from Taxi was there. What did so he I was kind of freaking out? What did he? Uh, what did he say to you in, in your best dance? No, voice? he was did just you... like, oh, it's so nice to meet. Like we were chatting for a while, and I was like, I can't believe you guys are all here. <laughs> like I was so freaked out just because Taxi, I've loved so much. Was that your favorite? Like, oh my god! Yeah, real quick. That was I, that was unbelievable. How how was? I mean, that that was your favorite that show, was, yeah? Uh, that was a crazy, crazy cool night. And Burroughs is the best. Like Jimmy Burroughs is just. You, you, it's hard to get cooler than him, and, yeah. and I can't believe I've gotten to work with him. So it's that was I love that they did that night for him. Um, that was amazing. You're uh, you. I really quickly want to say you got a star on the Walk of Fame, and that is uh, maybe the coolest thing I think you could. I mean, do you just tell me real like in one sentence like what that was? I mean, I watched your whole surreal. Sp- yeah, I kept thinking it was a prank. <sighs> wow. And then when people actually showed up, I was like, I just. I don't know, I was like looking at Ben and my kids and my mom and sister were there and there's a level of, like, it was seems so surreal. I was like, I don't, God, I don't really know if it's happening, but like, like you I mentioned, enjoy it and then later wake up from my fever dream. <laughs> like, didn't you, who was it? Was it Jose, your friend that you said you stayed with when you first got out there? Oh, yeah. He was, my best friend Jose was like there when I, he let me sleep with him in the bed that we had in the kitchen That's because it was a studio crazy which we were not romantically together at all he's my best friend right. and we're like hey we can have an actual living room if we sleep in the kitchen Dude. and my sister came to visit and was like uh you guys, that's gross. <laughs> Your bed's in the kitchen. We're like, but we we wanted to have a living room. She goes, for what? We're like, what if we have people over? She goes, you're in a shanty of a studio. Like, you don't have heat. Who are you having over? Like, we were like, 
We may make friends. You don't know. I mean, that's the struggle. And by the way, we never had people over. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much of a dump, and we always just met people out. We were like, oh, Margie was right. Oh. <laughs> um, well, that's unbelievable that you got that and well-deserved. And I can't <laughs> even imagine. I mean, to, you know, to, I'm sure you've walked down that street so many times, and then you're like, oh, now I'm on it? Like, that's, 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 insa- that's insane. And I haven't gone to see it because I'm like, well, it would oh, be such a tool. So it's like. I keep thinking some morning at like six, I'm going to go get a coffee and just look at it and be like, okay. Melissa, like you I for sure got to do look that. At it. For sure you got to do that. I know. I know, but it, I'm weird about it. I'm always like, oh, if I go look at it during the day, does that make me a jerk? Are you afraid like one person's going to catch a picture of you looking at it and just be like, look at Melissa, Car- Melissa McCarthy just look like admiring her star. Her own reflection. <laughs> I don't know what I think. I guess I'm like, I don't know, but I, I'm going to do it. You got to do it. I'm gonna do it. You got to do it. It's it's a big deal. And um, if a if you got your own cereal, which we should talk about, would you not eat a bowl of it? Uh, yeah, you make a great point. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> you're fantastic. I love you. Thank and you. I can't wait for our. We'll we'll do, we'll do this again for when our uh, our next movie comes. Our out next movie. Hey, I mean, it's pretty. People are thinking McCarthy. It's synonymous at this point. I mean, Ghostbusters. We're gonna have to like get one of those weird hybrid names. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, thank perfect. you. I can't thank you enough for making time. You're the busiest oh, person on planet Earth, and I love you so much for doing this. Love you. I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye, Melissa. Bye. So- Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.